0: Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm James Courtney. Tony Delberto. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Todd Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
1: It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Ravel.
0: The teams arrive home and are now ready for Winton. We
2: go from the richest track in the world um, to a tight, twisty track at Winton.
0: And the stoner speculation continues. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders.
1: You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes.
0: Teams returned to Country Victoria this weekend after counting the cost of the Gold Coast and Abu Dhabi. Kelly Racing is reporting that they're looking at up to $50,000 to repair the Carl Reinler car after his fiery exit from the third race at the As Marina. The first race of 2013 and the car of the future will be at the Clipsal 500. This week they released a new media campaign and announced that Ken Block and Kiss Would be making appearances at the most popular circuit on the series. The ad is headlined by the tag, The Future Starts Here. Welcome to the
1: future, gentlemen. In the future, V8 supercars have evolved. New technology has advanced supercar
0: DNA. New players have entered the arena and new rivalries have been forged. Are you ready for the
3: future?
0: Yeah! Ken McConville will be the driving standards observer for the weekend's Winton round. Thomas Mazira has another commitment. This will see the V8 endurance driver performing triple duties over the weekend as he'll be in the cut and thrust of the V8 Ute series for their races as well as checking up on his old colleagues in the main game and the young guns of the Dunlop series. Dick Johnson Racing has confirmed that the team will not have Jim Beam backing in 2013, but has announced that they have restructured the team, taking on a new additional partner, along with Crimsafe's Steve Braybreck and Johnson, are joined by Maury Pickering. Speculation over Dick Johnson Racing's possible alliance with the manufacturer Mazda has been up and down pit road, but the team this week confirmed that they would be running a Ford in 2013. Murray Pickering has got a strong tie with Mazda, which was part of the speculation. Now, Dick Johnson Racing has also confirmed that they'll be fielding three cars next year, but have only confirmed Dean Fiore, as they are still believed to be in negotiations with both Paul Morris and Lucas D'Umbrell. Johnson has also confirmed they'll be starting a junior development program with a car in the Dunlop series. And finally, the latest edition of V8X Magazine is about to hit the stands and looks at how the Red Empire HRT can regain its position at the top of the championship. They also look at the Brothers Davison and preview the grand finale at Homebush. V8X Magazine on sale. The latest edition at all good bookstores, newsagents and probably the bad ones as well. And that's the news for Nobrac carbon fibre products. Check out the entire range at www.nobrac.com.au.
1: News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.
0: Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Race Facts, it's Tony Whitlock. Good evening, Tony. G'day there. I am indeed, and looking forward to some racing back on local soil. In fact, it is not far away from this gentleman, Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport. Good evening, Peter.
3: Good evening, Tony. Yes, what a contrast, uh, Abu Dhabi to Winton. It's sort of uh, different ends of the earth, isn't
0: it? It is indeed.
3: Yes, indeed it
0: is. Interestingly enough, though, it is a huge repair bill over the last two races for many teams that they are really trying to recover from, Tony
2: rather nasty. Um, a very unfortunate one for uh, for Carl. I really feel sorry for him. I and mean, as you well know, he's one of the most nice and decent blokes out there. And I, I don't know if you saw his face at, uh, when he got out of the car. I just feel so uh, hard for those guys.
0: It was really, Peter, a face of, I can't believe this is happening to me.
2: Well, you
3: really have to stretch your memory to think of how many fires we've had V8 supercars, it doesn't happen that often, and uh, yeah, here we have uh, you know, two of them happening to the same guy, uh, it yeah. really is quite remarkable.
0: Mm. Yeah, you just wouldn't think lightning could strike twice, and, and how important is the moving of the fuel tank in the car of the future? How much has this highlighted it, Tony?
2: Yeah, extre- yeah. I mean, the worst one, of course, was, well, obviously bad for, for Carl to have it twice, but the worst one was that one with... Uh, Paul Morris and Larco at Oran Park. That was an atrocious one. So easily that could have ended up as a, as a real problem.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was interesting because a couple of years ago on the show we spoke to Larco about that and he said his one regret, Peter, was that he actually uh, he actually destroyed that car and he, he knows that Paul has kept his car from that incident and uh, now if they ever get around to building a V8 supercar or Touring Car Hall of Fame uh, officially... Those two cars, nose to tail, Larko thought would be a great story to tell and great to have them both there. But alas, he has destroyed his.
3: Yes, uh, Paul Morris, uh, I visited his, uh, his little uh, museum and uh, car collection a few years ago <coughs> and he had his driving suit from that incident. Uh, nicely framed, complete with singe marks and all of that kind of thing. So uh, it is something that has gone down in V8 supercar history.
0: Mm. Well, one thing that may or may not go down in V8 supercar history, guys, is the Abu Dhabi round. Tony, we're still talking about that even two, three weeks later.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it is... Uh, I, I, I hated the old race format of three 20-minute races, particularly when they used to be all held on the Sundays. Um, because it was just so dreadful. I mean, you guys wouldn't remember it, but uh, it was when I came in the series in '94. Um, I, I found that uh, the series really ramped up when we had these longer races, and the idea of going for three 60-kilometre races was just atrocious.
0: Hmm. Something we're not repeating this weekend at Winton, guys. And, uh, Peter, of course, it was a very special moment when we saw Brad Jones racing on the top step of the podium in 2011. Is 2012 going to bring us as touching a moment?
3: Oh, I think it would be hard to predict that. Um, quite clearly, we've got uh, one team and one driver in particular that is just the, the, the class of the field. And uh, I'm not as, uh, I'm not optimistic that there'd be uh, anyone be able to take the competition up to Jamie Wincup at Winton. Uh, but uh, fingers crossed that uh, we can get a bit of
2: drama there.
0: What about you, Tony?
2: Well, I mean, the, the one thing that... Stats are always great things. It was always lovely to twist them around where you wanted. I mean, Jason Bright is with Bowie and Seaton, the winningest driver at Winton. I mean, he's won five races there in a number of teams. I think probably three different teams. And um, uh, because it's Brad Jones' team uh, on the doorstep, you'd love to think that they could do it. And I, I'd love to for a whole bunch of different reasons. Obviously, that great moment for for Jason Richards and, and the team and a whole bunch of people. Likelihood? I just don't think. I don't think that uh, I mean, Jamie and his team are in the zone. I mean I, I make the stupid mistake every so often of reading forums or reading comments from people and uh, unfortunately the thing I always learn and remind about is the stupidity of the people out there. <laughs> uh, you know those politicians lines about never underestimate your audience. Well Unfortunately, when I, I read these stupid comments about that are so anti wink cup, and you just sort of think that the people are so detached from what really is out there. I mean, Craig is no dummy, but he at times is in a different place to uh, Jamie. Even though he's got the same equipment, even though you know other people have the same equipment, but Jamie is in a different platform. He, 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 and Dutton and the guys on those cars—they're just connected, and they are in the position they're in you know like five points away from locking up four championships in five years i mean just extraordinary thing and can i see somebody breaking it well obviously sometime but i don't think this
0: weekend peter that is a crucial thing isn't it that we have got a a a, a four-time champion for all intent and purpose and yet he has the respect of a one-time race winner let alone a champion
3: Yes, it really is a bit unfair in that regard i think that it's a deeper question and it comes back down to why do people follow sport and it applies to any sport at all do they watch sport because they want to see perfection at a particular skill or do they want to watch it for the, the human drama they, they want to see some excitement and some surprises and some upsets and people fighting back from adversity and. All of those sorts of things. You you picture the uh, South Sydney Rugby League team fans. They stick through the team through thick and thin and celebrate greatly when the the team comes good. Um, I think people watch sport for the drama, and that's why uh, V8 Supercars is, uh, I think, uh, struggling a little bit in keeping the, the fans' interest, is because we're delivering perfection instead.
0: Tony, it's interesting because you talk about the need to have heroes and villains. You can't classify Wing Cup as either, and that's possibly the problem. He's not seen as the good guy. He's not seen as the bad guy. He's just seen as the guy in the middle that's winning all the time.
2: Yeah, I, it's one thing I find, you know, and I've got friends who, who are often talk about Wing Cup and things like that, and I just go... i've known this kid since formula four days and i've just never seen any of that i mean i i hear some people in the paddock who complain about oh jamie doesn't step up and act like a statesman oh for christ's sake i mean you know he's a kid who's grown up in the business he does it well um does he represent the sport properly yes i think he does um i don't know what more he could do i mean it's he He doesn't lack in any of the way that he should as a champion. He performs properly, both publicly and privately, as a a racing car driver should.
0: Well, another man who didn't cover himself in glory over there in Yas Marina is certainly a man that uh, has got a lot of column inches dedicated to his V8 supercar career that hasn't started yet, Peter Norton. That's Casey Stoner. Casey is, uh, you know, for all... Everyone who uh, is hanging around the V8 supercars is expected to be running them. He's indicated to uh, V8X magazine and ourselves here on the V8 Insiders that he's not planning to be in main game next year, but do you think he'll be in the Dunlop series? Um
3: I think the, the, the general opinion is, uh, uh, yes, and actually, won't that be a great change? We were just talking about uh, needing a, a hero or a villain, uh, and better still, if uh, half the population is a hero and the other half is a villain, it really gets people fired up, gets them talking again. And uh, hasn't Casey uh, sort of set that up perfectly uh, to be the uh, the talking point in many respects? Um oh, his comments though I think were uh, perhaps a, a little bit silly, um, he really needs to build some credibility in V8s before he should uh, really shoot his mouth off I think. He's obviously got fabulous credibility uh, in motorcycle racing and racing generally, but uh, let's wait to see how he gets uh, he goes once he's into a V8 and finds out how tricky they can be to drive. Um, a, a, a phrase that I quite like, going back a while, is uh, you know someone going into a fight and leading with their chin. I think that's potentially what uh, Casey has done there, and uh, you know a few people are going to connect. And uh, you know as soon as he makes one or two mistakes, people are going to remind him of his comments. Mm, tiny Casey's is Casey's
2: never stood back though from making his comments in the past, and uh, and I think for that reason, yeah, it was good in some ways. Um, I thought it was also terrific that um, Mark stood up for himself. I mean, I'm not a, a Twitter follower, Um, but I've loved the way that uh, Winterbottom has uh, been far more outspoken in recent times, particularly when asked by the press about a comment on something, that he gives his uh, views on it, and I'm glad he didn't step back. One of the great things, if Casey does go to the Dunlop series, it'll put greater emphasis on that series, which it has sadly been lacking in for some years. VX Supercars has purely looked upon it as a dumping ground for cars, and even more so now that all the teams have got, you know, 28-plus cars to get rid of. But, you know, it'll bring attention to that when Winterbottom doesn't go out and smack everybody in it. Because I don't think he will. I mean, he'll struggle in the same way that Jacques Villeneuve struggles. That um, you know, he's going to find it difficult. It's not going to be a, a walk in the park for him. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I say that now. I mean, I obviously think he's a highly talented guy and capable of showing Rossi, Valentino Rossi, that, you know, he's not that terrific. So... That terrific that he comes to the series, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm great to have somebody so high profile bringing the world
0: to have a look at the series. Mm, well, we need to take a break on the Van Insiders. We'll pick up the world point in just a few moments.
1: Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
0: Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me, Tony Whitlock and Peter Norton. And interesting, you talk about bringing the world to V8 supercars because, Tony, that's something that the V8s are keen to do is get V8 supercars to the world. We've seen them in the Middle East and the latest rumour is, of course, pairing up with the Formula One once again to go to India. Now, I've got to say, if it's the same race format as we saw two weeks ago, do we want to be on the menu?
2: Yeah, well, um, the one thing is, I mean, for the majority of people who are fans of this sport and have been for more than three or four weeks, that a large number of the rounds are television rounds. And if you're going to be looking at the cars in different venues and different ways and different sites, then, yeah, there's not, nothing bad with that. Um, you know, when I started in the series, there were nine rounds of the championship plus two Enduros. Now, of course, we're talking about 16, 17 rounds and things like that, and, you know, three or four of those overseas. Well, people are still getting the same number they can go to locally without having to spend tens of thousands uh, to go and watch them. So, yeah, you know, if it's putting money in the team's pockets to help them, um, then, yes, good thing. Um, Looking at next year's schedule, it's absolutely garbage, though, when they're getting a weak turnaround to go from Tasmania to New Zealand or from Gold Coast to Abu Dhabi, Um, you know, these new cars, yes, they are in some ways simpler, but they're still not the cars that can turn around in a week's time when they've been punched or bunched and, you know, pushed around. You know, that's the thing that's going to make or break the series when people are starting to find it impossible to try and put competitive cars on the track because the schedule demands that they are in different countries on different weekends.
0: Peter, do we think... Yes, Marina, will be on the week after the Gold Coast-ish 2013.
3: Um, oh, I'm not sure about that, but <clears throat> to, to really build on a couple of Tony's comments, I, I suppose the, the, the most prevalent uh, comment has to be carching, ching and it's not so much about putting money into the team's pockets, it's about the new majority shareholder. And, of course, Archer Capital have invested into the V8 Supercar Series, um... They're race fans. Uh, Don't get me wrong on that part. They love the sport, but they're also there to make a quid. And, uh, you know, they'll enjoy the racing, but they've got uh, their own investors that they're accountable to. And they've got a bit of a dilemma, I suspect, and that is, do you push the series to deliver cash right now? Uh, Are people after profits right now? Or are they trying to build the brand and make it something bigger long-term? And they're... Uh, they're the only ones who can really answer that is what is, what is their strategy to get their money back out um, if you're just looking for the, the cash right now, yes you'd play second fiddle to Formula 1 and have quite a pathetic kind of uh, uh, existence there in uh, paddocks that are way down the back and uh, treated very poorly but uh, you know, if Archer's getting payday out of that then maybe that's what they'll do um, Yeah, I don't think it will build long term success Um that's the kind of stuff that they must be uh, balancing up. Unfortunately for the teams, uh, the teams no longer have the majority say and uh, contractually they're bound to follow Archer to wherever in the
2: world that they yeah. go. Yes, that's so true.
0: The critical thing, though, was if you're watching the Twitter feeds and the other social media, the Yas Marina, particularly the Sunday race, had a huge positive in that it was... 8 o'clock at night, and you're watching V8 Supercars. Not a lot of sporting uh, conflict and competition at that time of night on the television. You
2: know, there wasn't, but, you know, <laughs> um, they weren't exactly what you call enthralling races either.
0: No, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about Sorry. the quality of the racing. I'm just talking about the product was there, and it didn't have anything else it was trying to compete with. No football of uh, any description, no cricket it had its own little niche. Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
2: Were, were, were the ratings good?
0: Well, as good as spend... 7 as good as 7 mate gets. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, there's the other thing, isn't it? Of course. Mm. Yeah, I and think, think yeah, there, there there the were other some, network. Yeah, there,
3: there were some, uh, you know, positive opportunities out of it. And I find it interesting that most people say that the racing was boring. Um out in front, absolutely. Uh, Jamie Wincup uh you know, perfection, uh, no-one could really get close to him after the first uh, corner or two. But throughout the rest of the pack, um, you know, there were a p- number of corners where people were going in
2: three wide. and yeah. kind of There wasn't, it wasn't enough coverage, really, of that,
0: though, was there? And that has been a constant complaint about the, uh, the 7 V8 slash V8 Supercar TV coverage. They forego battles to have leaders or effective leaders as opposed to the best race uh, for whatever reason they choose and i guess if we're talking about Ka-Ching, we still haven't heard about the television the television deal yet and tony that's that's critical to archer capital's future in the sport and it was interesting that in a in a flyer about 2013 channel 7 put out about their program schedule they do mention v8 supercars in that
2: but, you know, Big Pond have pulled themselves out of the game, haven't they? Um, that, you know, the biggest player in uh, uh, Internet services that um, they're not uh, interested in, in going further, uh, having been in it for the last 10 years. And, you know, obviously that's a, a key component of, you know, the next deal, you know, free-to-air, pay TV and uh, Internet and isn't
3: it funny that we're, we're talking nervously about the, the commercial future of the sport, but let's go back a couple of weeks, or, or more than a couple, uh, to Bathurst, where it was a uh, you know, bumper crowd and their passion and interest was there. And yeah. it, it's just funny that at certain events, the magic is strong, but in other aspects, well, the
2: sport's not so strong. Yeah, well, I mean, I, add another thing to the, uh, the the pot there is, of course... There's uh, Channel 10 shedding staff all over the place. Um, you know, key people, people who were a part of the growth of V8s and like Bill Woods has just been dropped. Um, that You know, Channel 10 are in trouble. Channel 9 clearly they're in major trouble. Um, and, you know, both of them were supposed to be pushing 7 for uh, buying into, uh, into V8s, um, you know, the likelihood of, of 7 being pushed. Uh, which means that you know maybe the dollar not
0: going to be the top dollar that V8s would be here. Mm. and and the critical thing is you have speed sitting there needing local content on a weekend it is it is possible that this sport may become a paid television sport like soccer like basketball uh, before it and uh, well tony would be happy that he doesn't have to front the first press conference when that gets announced, yeah. <laughs> we uh, look. We better take a break here. We'll come back with the white flag lap because we've got a couple of other important subjects to get through here on the V8 Insiders.
1: You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X magazine. V8X magazine dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now.
0: Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. This is the White Flag Lap brought to you by Fujitsu. Fujitsu, Australia's leading air as
1: recommended by Mark Taylor. with advanced technology and leading edge design, Fujitsu is a name trusted by thousands of Australians to deliver quality, reliability and affordability. That's why I chose Fujitsu for myself.
0: And on the white flag lap, Tony Whitlock and uh, Peter Norton still with me now because guys, uh, one interesting thing uh, about this week is we've seen Dick Johnson. he has one wreck. He's going to be campaigning three cars and a Dunlop Series car, but we all know they're all going to campaign a Dunlop Series car to whoever's got a dollar to drive it. But you've now got three stakeholders owning that wreck, Peter Norton. It's, it's quite interesting how the financial troubles are working over at DJR. Um, yes,
3: it is. The, the good news is that uh, all, all of the investors into that business passionate about the sport, passionate about the the history behind that particular team. So uh, I think it's a a good stabilising move and hopefully they can uh, uh, work together as partners a little bit better than uh, some of the previous arrangements that have happened at at that team. Um, And it's it's good for the stability of the team because I think this year they've worked out the business model but it came a little bit late and it uh, hurt their on-track performance throughout the year, which then hurt the uh, uh, you know, sponsorship potential and the, it hurt having some of their customers. Out. The Customers are thinking, do I stick around or do I move uh, my rec and, and my competition to another uh, provider of a workshop and uh, race team and all of that? So hopefully um, the investment that uh, uh, the, the Johnson family and now the, these new guys have made uh, throughout this year can uh, you know, settle down and perform uh,
2: much better next year. Tony? Yeah, look, DJR, as important as Collingwood, as important as Parramatta or uh, the Rabbitohs, um, in that you know, if the series lost DJR and HRT, it would be far poorer for it both those uh, two conglomerates you know the oldest teams out there representing those two brands and they should be there and it's a great thing to see there. and as as peter said the people now who are becoming heavily involved with dick are both keen uh, uh keen fans of this, of dick and the series and also successful businessmen so they can actually afford to support their their uh, interests um And, yeah, look, you know, I think that the strong likelihood is that uh, they'll uh, maybe not bother as high as they were when 2010 came around and they won a championship, but they'll certainly be in the element in there and have at least one car in there. Um, The great thing is that Paul Morris has been saying to me since Hidden Valley that he wasn't going anywhere, but there's been constant rumours that he was going to take his wreck and head south. Well, I... am
0: don't think it's going to happen. So. Yeah, but Paul said to me, I'm not going anywhere. But uh, he also said to me at Oran Park a couple of years ago that Russell Ingle was never going to drive for him. So when you're dealing with Paul, you're dealing with a man who likes to uh, likes to lead you astray would be the polite way to put it, wouldn't it, Tony? Yeah, yeah indeed,
2: I suppose. Well, you know, I mean, it's all which side of the bed he gets out of in the morning, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of Russell, I mean, I, 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 I'm i so disappointed to hear that uh, he's going to be back for another year um, because uh, clearly Walkinshaws need the money. So his uh, super chief has said they want him, so he's going to be there again. Um,
0: yeah. It's one year away from Christian Clean getting a permanent drive, though, isn't it? That's the reality of the situation.
1: Yeah,
2: well, I don't know. I don't know whether he, he could actually cut it, but anyway... So. We'll wait and see, but yes, good thing is DJR uh, survive on and uh, and there's look you know there's obviously one uh, less wreck up in Queensland now, so there's only ten cars going to be based there, um, and you know Erebus more than likely there'll be three cars by the end of twenty thirteen. They'll be heading south.
0: Well, you know? no, so, I, I spoke to Ryan about that, and he was quite adamant that you don't move you don't move the mountain to Mohammed, you move Mohammed to the mountain. And he was quite adamant to me that Erebus Motorsport will go and join Erebus Racing in Queensland because you're talking about five people moving up to where there's 40 people as opposed to trying to get 40 people down in Victoria. So that yeah. was definitely his feelings to me when I've spoken to him about it. Yeah,
2: well, yeah,
0: we'll wait and see. <laughs> you don't I'm have... Trying, tr- Ere- trying to
2: keep the people there who are there now,
0: so... Well, that's exactly right. And you're not going to get... Uh, you're not going to get a few of them to move down south. That's the, the bottom line of it. So you'd have to be finding so many new people. Is that worth it? And unless you can poach a lot of good people from other teams, it's probably not. Peter, you're very quiet there, so let me ask you about this. The Clipsall have launched their media campaign. They, what interests me is whilst you see some drivers in the TV ad, you don't necessarily see them on the poster. And when the poster says the future starts here... Funny that it's a few drivers that have been around for a while that aren't on it.
3: Um, you've got a keener eye for detail than I have. I haven't actually uh, you know, compared the uh, the different numbers or, or the different people. But um, hey, what what a fantastic launch! Uh, they're really putting a bit of spice into their event with uh, lots of different elements. Um, I think uh, m- many people were sort of scratching their head, thinking. What's the, the next big concert that someone can organise to, to go hand in hand with the, uh, one of the, the race meetings? And hey, Kiss, how, how is that for a uh, uh, you know, one from left field, a little bit exciting, a little bit different? Um, so th- that adds a bit of fun. And, and Ken Block doing a few demonstration runs. Um, I think the guys in Adelaide really do know a little uh, about show business. And uh, you know, whether the racing is exciting or not, they're gonna put on a show.
0: So let me get this right. Tony, uh, see if I've got this right, because you are a keen marketing man. We're going to talk about the future of VH supercars, the future of Australian motorsport, and we're going to get this 70s band to play. Is that a mixed message?
2: Oh, yeah, I suppose suppose so. Digressing for a second, I was always fascinated in this year's um, poster for Adelaide, where they had several of the drivers scowling. It was... If you can throw your mind back, it's this year's poster.
0: Yes, and one of them was our soon to be crowned champion.
2: Yeah, and Brighty and I think maybe Lowndes were, were these three who were scowling and the others were all smiling. Or... And it just, like, it hit me. What the hell's all that about? <laughs>
0: uh, do you think that maybe they weren't getting the royalties that some of the others were getting and that's uh, maybe, perhaps why? Maybe, maybe,
2: maybe. Yes, indeed. Um, I I haven't picked up who the ones you're talking about. I'm sorry. I I think you'll find it's Brighty
0: Lowndes, um, no Russell. So you've got the young guns basically right at the front with Garth Tander in the centre. But uh, it is definitely, to me, it's a definite generational shift. But one of the critical things next year, Tony, is that people are trying to market their supercars and their four... Well, wait a minute, that's three manufacturers and a fourth car. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be the difficulty where they put up the Nissan sign, the Ford sign, the Holden sign, and they've got the Erebus Motorsport sign there because yeah. they can't really use the Mercedes one. Yeah, yeah
2: indeed. Yes, it's like the, it harks back to the old days of uh, two litres when some PR people would try and talk about sort of 14 manufacturers on the grid, you know. Yeah, no. There are fourteen makes of cars there.
0: Um, yeah, uh, three different Fords don't count as three manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. although they might, have, although they came out of three different countries most of the time.
2: Yes, I. I mean, I'll I, I'll um, hark back to that um, uh, amazing stat that you know there's only one driver under 25 on the on the grid, just one. Um, it's it's an old man's category sort of thing when you look at motorsport worldwide that. Uh, it's the under-25s who are coming up, but uh, at the moment it would seem that in V8s there's uh, only uh, Van Gisbergen.
0: Mm. Yes, and uh, Scotty McLaughlin can't be too far away, and he will... No,
2: no, the great hope is, and, and the terrific thing is, he's a winning driver, and he knows how to do it. and um, Yeah, it'd be great if he comes. Right, look, and the other ones, I hope that uh, Premet makes it back for another year, but gee, will Gary stick with him?
0: Mm, it's going to be an interesting one. Peter sounds like he's fallen off the line, but we do have to drive. <laughs> we I do. Know, have... I'm still here. I was just pondering the uh,
3: it's the balancing act again. Coming back to business realities of the sport, um, to take a punt on a, a younger driver, uh, particularly one that doesn't have a public profile, who might not be a polished performer in the spotlight. Um, you know, some of these youngsters are excellent drivers, and they're very, very focused. But that sort of locks their personality away. Um, where And we spoke earlier about Russell Ingle uh, being a, a favourite son of Supercheap And uh, you know, their dollars talk They keep these uh, established names and these established brands uh, in those seats And I think the, uh, you know, the slower economy is helping to lock out the youngsters
0: mm. Well, it's interesting times ahead I guess you both are saying to me, Peter, that Wing Cup's going to win? Uh,
2: yes, I think uh, they'll be quite comfortable
0: all right, Tony, you agree?
2: Yeah, look, he doesn't need much of a... You know, whether he wins both races or not, he'll certainly win one and uh, take that point uh, points gap to be unassailable by uh, Winterbottom. Um, you know, FPR has certainly stood up. No one's got close to uh, 888 or FPR. I hope FPR have a uh, resurgence in their season. It would be a shame to see uh, uh, 888 to uh, keep on... Uh, winning for the rest of this year um, and we can all just hope that uh, the new year brings a new winning uh, season
0: to some others. Mm. Well we'll definitely be speaking to you both before then. Thanks for your time. That was the White Flag this week brought to you by Fujitsu Fujitsu, Australia's leading air. Tony Whitlock and Peter Norton, thanks for your time this evening. Pleasure mate. As the checkered flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now.
1: Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.